name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are brought into the world to serve. As we approach Pascha, the Feast of Feasts, we are reminded of this calling. We are truly inspired by examples through the centuries to put our mistakes behind us and change the world. We are human beings created in the divine image with potential to do miraculous things, to grow in faith and love and compassion. And through this, the world is eternally corrected through the passion of the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He works through us. He's working through this community, Holy Trinity, this Greek Orthodox community. He's working through Father Nicholas, the Greek Orthodox priest, sent to all of you from Tijuana, Mexico, south of the border, where I have lived for 13 years, where I raised my three boys, my Cretan boys, 50% Cretan, and I, too, along with you, are here to make changes in the world, and we are doing it. Christ clearly spelled out the reality of the difficulties when he spoke about his passion, when he spoke about his journey to Jerusalem, when he gave concern to his apostles, knowing that he was going to Jerusalem again in this city that kills the prophets, that had threatened Jesus and tried to kill him several times. And now the apostles are scared. They're marveled. Why are we going to Jerusalem? They tried to kill you. They'll try to kill you again. And Christ describes to them what lies ahead. Christ describes to them that the difficult days are coming. Be prepared. But you have the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and you will overcome these difficulties. And he reminds the disciples, especially John and James, who were corrected by the Lord, John and James, who had an agenda, by the way. They challenged Jesus to give them a place of authority. They had this power play going, trying to secure their spark in eternity with the Messiah. And this created conflict, it says clearly. This created conflict within the community. And within, with them, they are all reminded that it's not about your place. It's 
It's about what you're doing. Are you serving? That's what you're called to do. We are called to lift up our hearts to the Lord and worship Him as we're doing today so beautifully, as the choir is singing so gorgeously, as the congregation cries out, Lord of mercy, we're serving. And this is what we're called to do. It says this clearly in the scriptures. This is the most important things. This is why we were created. We were created to serve. We were created to worship the Lord. We were created to take risks, to grow. Christ shows us this. Christ shows us that we need to step out on ourselves and come into the world because he did that and he paid for it for our sins, by the way. We are called to do the same. As I scratched my head and I was invited to go down to Tijuana, Mexico 11 years ago, I was like, do I really want to do this? Me and my presbytero, my Cretan presbytero, and we decided to go, even though my parishioners asked me several times, so did you get in trouble with your bishop because you're being sent to Tijuana? What did you do, Father? Why are you being taken away from us? Well, no, I love you. I loved my community in Flagstaff, Arizona for 10 years. And the Lord is calling me to take risks, to get out of my comfort zone and to serve. In Genesis chapter 2, it says clearly that we are here to serve, to worship. And at the same time, we're here to take care of what we have of this beautiful world. It says this clearly. And so, in response, we arise to the occasion and we act accordingly. We do this. We do this prayerfully as I was so encouraged by the reception I received yesterday as I extended the observations I've had over prayer and how so many people opened their hearts to the challenge of truly praying and realizing we lift up our hearts, but sometimes our prayers are not answered like we sometimes would like them to be. Sometimes we have a petition, and the Lord does not grant it. That happens. Doesn't mean I'm gonna take my marbles and go home. No, God knows what's best for us. No, we follow Christ and his example. He gave us the example, as we'll read very shortly during the great week of Holy Week, how he prayed to God to take away the cup from him. And he understood clearly that that cup was for him and he had to carry the cross for us. This is the truth. This is why we are created today to follow him. This is what we are doing today here, sacrificially being <laughs> worshipers of the creator. Sunday morning, 
making it a priority that God is most important. Therefore, we respond and we change the world through this response. We're inspired by the Lord. We're inspired by the saints. We're inspired by St. Mary of Egypt, who we remember today and how she changed. Her story is a difficult story, by the way. And I can relate to this because she was wrapped up in the industry of sexual trade. That's what she, she was a prostitute. And as I was taught, many interpretations that she did this profession because she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. She enjoyed the sensuality. Also, she enjoyed taking away the purity of little people, of young people, young men. It says this clearly. She would manipulate pilgrims going to the Holy Land and take away their purity. She did this for years, by the way. And she actually was on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land with other pilgrims. And she wanted to enter, even though she was full of lust, okay? She was making so many mistakes, and she was prepared to make another one that day. And she wanted to enter into the church of our Savior, the Holy Sepulchre. And the Mother of God would not allow her. She tried to enter on this great day of the exaltation of the cross. And God's mother says, no, you do not enter the house of my son. No, you're not going to defile it with your behavior. No. And she realized her mistake and she changed. <laughs> she wept and she changed. She tried to receive forgiveness. This is what we are called to do, to change, to confess our sins like she did after so many years of being in the wilderness, 40 years she dwelt in the Jordan Valley, close to the river. And dying to the world, she found life. She received the flesh and blood of God. She passed into the other world. And this is what we're called to do. We're called to change. We're called to admit our mistakes. And we're called to grow in Christ. I come to you from an orphanage in Tijuana, Mexico. I come to you where I have lived for over 13 years. And I share the message of hope with you. And also I challenge all of us to continue to sacrifice and serve like we are called to do in Genesis chapter 2. We are called to make a difference. We are called to be among the people like Christ was and is, to dwell among the needy. We are called to be with the orphans and widows because this is pure religion, as it says in the letter of St. James. Pure and undefiled religion is caring for widows and orphans. I remind all of you of this challenge that we must share our abundance because we have beautiful things in this world. We're in America, and I'm so proud of this country. 
It was so nice driving to church today and see the Texan flag, by the way, with the same colors of, the, of the, our country's flag because we are, have so much, so many freedoms, and we can share these with others. And this is what it says in chapter 24 of Deuteronomy. You have so much. Give your excess to the needy, it says. It says clearly, clearly that when we have our dwelling place and they're so beautiful, the floors, this is my second time here, and I have noticed the floor upgrade, by the way, okay, which is beautiful, very important because when we bring out the flesh and blood of God, and if it falls, what happens probably every maybe five, six years, mistakes happen. Well, you clean it up properly. You don't have to cut a hole out in the rug, okay? We are blessed. You are blessed. And so we share these abundance with others. And in this, we are reminded in the prophets, it says that your places of worship and dwelling will be adorned beautifully. But if you do not care for the widows and orphans, it will be laid in despair through destruction he speaks to us with strength we are called to care for the needy and if not there are consequences to this and god is blessing you because you are responding here in dallas you have supported i know project mexico by sending volunteers down and he will continue to bless you in this we were reminded through the psalms as we sing this beautiful psalm on Holy Saturday of our challenge to arise and we sing and chant Arise, O God and judge the earth for your shall Take all nations to your inheritance. We chant that. Most likely, is it in the original Greek rendition here at Holy Trinity? But translating it correctly, we lift up our hearts and we arise to God. In this psalm, which, which psalm is this, by the way? I just said it, Psalm Remembers, 82, okay, 82, go home and read this. It's only seven verses, by the way, some, some songs get really long, this is just seven verses, Psalm 82, and when do we sing this psalm? You can respond, it's all right, what's that? Saturday morning. I preach like this because every Sunday I preach to little orphan boys. And if I can't keep their attention, the church turns into shambles immediately. God wants our attention, by the way. And he's challenging us. Psalm 82 on Holy Saturday. We preach and sing this psalm in the resurrection. And we realize that he calls us to be greater than who we are. 
because we are made in his image. We are made in God's image. And in the psalm it says, you are God's. Act appropriately. He says that in Psalm 82. You are God's. Do not receive death. You can overcome death. Don't die as mortals. And in this same song, psalm, we are called to care for orphans and widows. In these seven verses, it proclaims and challenges us to care for those who are in need. And those needy are abundant. Our priority is to serve. We're here to lift up our hearts to God. We're here to change the world like St. Mary of Egypt did, showing us the strength that we have to repent from our sinful past and live in love. And in this, we realize that, thank the Lord, there is a, there's one of them, by the way, Orthodox Orphanage in North America. There's only one of them. And you're looking at the director of it right now. And we are blessed because it's not easy to run this organization. Reaching out to these families who are plagued with floors that do not have concrete, only mud, and they can't even lock their, lock, lock their door. Plagued with a city that is overcome with prostitution of minors and children who are thrown into the rings of crime and corruption. But we are called to make a difference. Even though, this is one boy told me, his own mother, grandmother tried to kill him with a garden hose. No. We have an orphanage to give. We, we, as an Orthodox church, have an orphanage to care for these little ones. So we make a difference. We make a change. Like the young man, and I'll mention his name because you can find him pretty easily if you go to Hellenic College. This young man, Alejandro, who decided to leave the orphanage and study at Hellenic College. And through God's grace, he is graduating this May with a four-year degree, growing up in Tijuana with us for the past 18 years. Now he's finishing in Brookline, Massachusetts at our seminary, hoping to go to seminary, finishing his undergraduate. In this, we are called to make a change. We're called to make a change like that young man who is in college now, he spent the last 13 years out of school, and he says, thank God for the orphanage because they rescued me from my parents. My parents were bad, Father Nick, and you helped me. Thank you. You cared for me. Thank God. We have done what we were created to do, to serve, to worship, to pray, and to take care of the little ones. In this, I am called to encourage all of you. Make the change. Make the change in yourself first. 
as we approach Great Holy Pascha. If there are sins that need to be confessed, Father Mark is dedicated to hear your confessions. If there is changes that need to be made, make those changes now. I challenge all of you, continue to reach your hand out to people in Tijuana. Help out the little orphans. Help out by sending your youth, okay? Somebody who's as young as me, 51 even, to Tijuana to build a house, to help a family. Send donations. I am tasked to raise the funds to keep this organization going. And I know there's many generous, generous people because I've received your generosity here. And I need to challenge all of you to continue this because we do not exist without your gifts. The pay for the schooling, pay for the psychologists, pay for our food, pay for our electricity, pay when our pump goes bad and we have to put a new one 400 feet below the ground. This happens through your sacrifice and through serving. And the utmost, most powerful vessel to serve is through prayer. Pray for Father Nicholas as he perseveres in this position. Pray for my presidente who works side by side with me. Pray for all the missionaries who are down there laboring. Pray for the Mex Mexican staff who sacrificed so much to care for the boys. Pray for the boys that they can be healed and transformed. And doing this and responding, you truly rise to the occasion and you become the true human beings you are made to be by serving, by worshiping, by sacrificing, by caring. And in this, through the grace of God, the Lord is glorified. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.